Welcome to Music Journeys. I'm Mike Foley. Can't wait for you to meet John Leshevsky and Olive Hoy, who make up the Brooklyn-based duo Late Cambrian. We chat about how they met and formed the band, the latest release called Future Snacks, and John reflects on his former group Flying Machines, which I had the pleasure of seeing perform in Columbus more than a decade ago. John and Olive from Late Cambrian are featured guests on this edition of Music Journeys. Thanks for listening. This is John Blaszewski. This is Olive Hui from Late Cambrian. And this is our music, music journey. journey. Sydney Sweeney closes out Late Cambrian's eight-track Future Snacks release. But there's no end in sight given what music means to the duo behind the band, John Blaszewski and Olive Hoy. I communicate best what I have to say to the world through music, through writing songs and lyrics. My mind can be like all over the place, right? So then like when you're writing a song that kind of helps you and kind of creates a scenario where you have to kind of focus your thoughts, keep things moving in a forward direction, the way I experience the world and the things I have to say, it's most concise in a in a musical songwriting format. Going back to the beginning of everything, I remember watching TV and movies as a kid covering my ears. And I was like, hey, this is completely different. Without sound, without the music, it informs you, you know, uh, like you see the visuals, but it's a completely different story. In my head, I thought, okay, sound is super important. (laughs) If you want to set the mood, if you want to tell stories, you start from there. In just one note, sometimes, you know, on the piano or like a note on a cello, just one note and it gets you into the mood. And I thought that has some kind of magic to it. Olive grew up in Hong Kong. She started learning piano at the age of six, but it felt like homework or household chore. Until I found out there's a very strange sensation when I only play the black keys. And I thought, what is this magic? And I start to write songs on my own with only the black keys. And it takes me into another world. I I think that creating with vibrations was very exciting at a young age. Born in an orphanage in Vietnam, John came to the U.S. at six months old and grew up in Queens, New York. When his sister seemed uninterested with the guitar she received as a gift, he gravitated to it. And then I ended up buying it off of her (laughs) and getting guitar lessons. So from the time I was 11, once I got a guitar, that was it. 
you know, because up to that point, you know, my parents had tried to get me involved in like sports and uh, other things like that. And I just didn't take to it. Uh, and then when I got a guitar, it really like changed everything. So I just kind of became a musician overnight. Like that became my obsession. How did you two meet and form this thing called Lake Cambrian? I was in a band previous to Lake Cambrian called Flying Machines. And when we decided not to work together anymore, uh, it became like bi-coastal and then tri-coastal. Everyone like moved to different areas. So the, the band kind of like dissolved, in, like kind of in the middle of like finally putting a record out and doing well. I had all these songs that didn't make it into that band because in that band I was the guitar player and like occasional songwriter but not the singer so I went in the studio and started recording like a new record that was gonna that just turned out to be the first Lake Cambrian record but at the time it was just a solo record and then Olive and I met we were both playing Patience on the show Nurse Jackie They used to film that here in Queens. If you watch all the TV shows, you yeah. can actually locate us. Yeah. So, yeah, we met doing background on a lot of New York film TV shows, but Nurse Jackie was the main one, which is pretty funny. The one we met on. So yeah. when we met, we were wearing like the full gowns. Like hospital gowns with yeah, like with, the ties with, on the back. With our butts sticking out. It was, it was like our first So thing. all day hanging out on set, just talking about yeah. live and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then Olive uh, accompanied me to the studio, uh, which I had already like rented and was just hanging out. And at some point, well, he asked me to day, sing, I was like, why don't you sing on something? Sing harmony on yeah. something. Like me? I'm not in your band. <laughs> yeah, well, at the time, there was no band. At the time, it was just me and a drummer. Yeah. Um, just putting stuff down. And I was going to play bass and guitar. So the first record is me writing everything and playing bass and guitar and another drummer. And then all of singing background vocals. my own music before Lake Cambrian. I would just play and sing and open night nights and bringing my friends on. But just having Lake Cambrian makes total sense. And I like being in a band. And we, yeah, we've been around since, wait, was that 2000? When did a band form? 2011. It became, it became a band April of 2011. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's exciting. We've gone through be. a lot of uh, lineup changes. It kind of sound changes a little bit, but I... I'm of the opinion that this recent record, Future Snacks, is my favorite one thus far. So I, I really like the way that one came out. Um, yeah, eight songs. Yeah, so Lake Cambrian 2.0 is my favorite Lake Cambrian. <laughs> Post-pandemic. Yeah. <laughs>
Future Snacks is a whole existential melodic uh, rock, I would call it. Lyrically, it did spring from like the pandemic and being locked down in New York and the weird feeling of life suddenly becoming a, a TV show, like The Walking Dead and stuff. So it's it's kind of like hidden there. Like even the first song, which is The Last Wave, is is kind of it's inspiring. It's catch the last wave, but it's also like a metaphor for like, you know, sucking all the marrow out of life before it's over, more so than just going to the beach. So yeah, it's a very like existential mortality driven positive sounding pop record you know it's like a little balance of both that's why future snacks is like us we're future snacks for worms that's kind of where it came from there's one line in uh, the last wave that people really like is um we all have problems but the ocean don't care that's kind of the yeah that's the i guess that's the hypothesis for the whole record In the beginning, I was voting for Future Snacks to end up the, being the title of the album to not be on the record. I was like, "What? What is this about?" <laughs> but like um, at that point, it was still very early. You know, it was an acoustic version. We're going back and um, forth, listening, learning, and I said mm, something, something about it. I I can't quite get it, but. I'm totally good. When we practice with a full band, when we practice, it became my most favorite song to play. There are different aspects of like the rhythm uh, change and there's a part of the song that I was telling John, it feels so, so free. And if you hear your favorite song, just know we put it there for you. And when the night is going long for you, call one 900 blah, blah, To me, it's almost like 
the never-ending story. Like I see that part being like stretched out. And at a live show, everyone sings along. One nine hundred, ba 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 ba. It was totally fun. So now it became my favorite song to play <laughs> with the full band. It's amazing how music does that to you. Even as the artist, you know, as the creator and facilitator of it, it changes for you. How about you, John? Is there a one? I mean, my favorite song on the record is probably Come to Bed. I feel like that one kind of pulled off what I wanted it to pull off the most uh, most accurately. It feel the mood of it feels very all encompassing. Come to bed and rest your weary eyes. I can't promise it's gonna be alright. Another lonely day. Watching the skies Encroaching summer haze Keeps me alive Up all night Pale moonlight Baby said I listen back to the record. I really enjoy listening to Come to Bed. I also like listening to Homely Ray. I song where I just tell like a story about like a, a fictional character that I made up a girl that like is being kept out of school and then all the neighbors are upset and they, they storm the door and try to find out and then she comes out and like erases all their memory like they were keeping her out of school because she's dangerous
starting the mood sort of inspired by the world out. Oh yeah, I, I was inspired by the by the movie Malignant, <laughs> which is a James Wan movie where uh, where a woman has a demon living in the back of her head. <laughs> it's a really crazy rated R movie that uh, kind of just went to streaming during the pandemic. I like the idea of people not knowing what's going on and like some weird kind of horror slash sci-fi uh, thing happening and not being able to deal with it in, with no, you know in ordinary ways. So that's kind of what the song's about. Sometimes we open yeah. with Homely Rare and we can see from the audience face, they're really trying to figure out where the story's going. <laughs> it's the first song in a Yeah, Ray, Ray was born with a weird shaped head is a very strange lyric to start a song on. But <laughs> I hoped it would pique people's interest and they would like follow along. Well, it definitely does. And now we know where it came from. So that's great. I got to ask you about It's Always Something. You know how in life we always say, oh, it's always something. Oh, like we use that song so much ever since um, that is out. And also we filmed a music video around Brooklyn, inviting all of our friends to come and dance. So we have, we just have the images of everybody, all of our friends just dancing. It's always something. And it became the theme song sort of for the friendship of our community in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. How did it, how did it start? I wanted I wanted that phrase to mean have a positive and negative connotation. It could so have both. One of the choruses is more like uh, it's always something, and one of them is like it's always something like good, you know, like when when we're together, it's always exciting or it's always interesting. So this room's so quiet, but it don't feel right. Who are you seeing in the lonely night? Refreshing. Something 
Every time we look at the audience, it's so trippy for us because we see friends from like our neighbors, our family, friends we went to college with, and friends in the music, immersive theater, you know, different worlds, cannabis. I just look at them and think, oh, we're never alone. Like they can just turn to the next person. It's also someone that are very close to us. And I feel like all the shows that we do after, especially after the pandemic, it's to let people know we're in this place on a certain date at a certain time. Please show up in person and we'll celebrate life together. That's all. Celebrating being okay. Yeah. That sounds great. Uh, Future dates around the country, maybe? Maybe visit to Ohio, Central Ohio specifically? Maybe? Oh, I'd love to. Yes, please. I would love to. We have to figure (laughs) that out if there's any way to... Yeah, if there's any if there's any clubs in Ohio listening right now that wants to have Late Cambrian contact the station or contact us, latecambrian at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll try to settle set something up. I was just at our last show, uh, the singer from the band Weedish showed up because I'm good friends with him, the teenage dirtbag guy. And he was like, You guys should play outside of New York. I the, the way that your show sounds now, like when you he said, when you go on the show tomorrow, make sure you like say, hey, if there's anyone out there who wants to uh, have a, have us in Ohio, please, please contact us. And I was like, all right, I will do that. John, I have to ask you about flying machines. Okay. Self-title release 09, just a masterpiece. That's nice. I mean, start to finish, it's just amazing. Just general, I guess, reflection on that band. Uh, It was a good time. We were very creative together. The singer, the singer for that band, also played bass until we ended up getting another bass player, so he could kind of dance around. Uh, That didn't exactly go the way we thought it would. (laughs) I think the band was better as a trio. We were a trio called the Attorneys before Flying Machines. Um, and some of the same songs are on that on the, on the on a record by the attorneys uh, called Stereocracy. Look on Spotify. On a whim is on there. So we ended up getting signed to a management company and kind of retooling all the songs and renaming the band uh, and going into studios and recording it. And it came out really good. Um, thank you for saying that. You think it's a masterpiece? Uh, on a whim, won the John Lennon songwriting contest, and we got three days in a studio. I think with a, a producer of our choice. So that's how we finished the record. I think the last three songs we ended up recording for free at a studio uh, with Mickey Petralia, who did Beck's Midnight Vultures. So he's a really. I was like, that's a producer I really like. <laughs> uh, he also did all the uh, Flight of the Concords uh, records. And uh, I'm proud of it, but it also like didn't really resonate when it came out. So, you know, it came out on a major label. That's on EMI. It's like one of the lowest selling records on EMI. And now it's just kind of sitting on Spotify. And I sometimes I go there and like kind of listen to it. And, I, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this was good. I wish more people heard it.
do you explain that? I mean, I, I'm grateful that you were able to create Lake Cambrian and, and meet Olive. Incredible. But then there's a side that you go, what, how did that band not? I remember you guys played here at a small club, and it was the coolest because you guys sat around amongst the fans. And that was when we, yeah, we toured to South by Southwest, and I think we kind of, we like kind of passed through Ohio where the where the drummer was from, and we played the show there. You're right, you're totally right. Oh my god, you knew about that. You guys chatted with oh, me too. You're chatting with everybody. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah, Wait, so you've been in one room together before. <laughs> this is true. I'm I'm not kidding. This is true. Oh. You only revealed it now. <laughs> it brings back a lot of memories, man. I haven't thought about that tour in a while. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so we toured over to maybe Ohio, Midwest, and then we like went straight down to Texas, played South by Southwest, and then drove straight home from Texas to New York. It was like 18 hours straight driving. Um, oh, I can't believe we met. That's a memory. It was fantastic. And I kid you not, I have a guitar pick in my uh, on my record player from that show. Oh my! I should have brought it in. Flying machines. It's one of the flying machines guitar picks. It says flying machines on it, and it has like a a weird looking uh, logo. Yeah, yeah, and a shape yeah. to it, a different it's kind of shape. Supposed to be an F and an M. That was designed by Yu Syme. He did all the Rush album covers. <laughs> Somehow we met him through through the our management company. He lived in Canada. He made the artwork for that record, and then also those guitar picks, which is pretty funny. What are you most fond of from that record? Personal favorite? Probably, for me, it's the last track, but I know that's probably not going to be anyone else's choice, Clearing the Boards. Actually, no, my favorite song on there is I Don't Remember Why. Quiet one. You don't remember what your favorite song is? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> she had a bag above my head So I could see clearly how I dread Maybe someday I'll get you back and we'll go through track by track. We'll do some kind of a special and have, we'll have listened to it together and have you reflect on it. We can do like a, like a flying machines listening. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, about a minute well. left. Such a thrill to chat with you, John and Olive. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for this you, wonderful record. Uh, it's been amazing. Anytime, man. This was great. Uh, I can't believe that you were at a flying machine show way back when. Uh, and I'm, I can't, I'm just really happy that we're still, that I'm still making music and that we had all these ideas to, to bring to the world after that band. Cause uh, Lake Cambrian's my favorite band that I've been in thus far. It's really a lot of fun. And our rhythm section, they are a bunch of silly boys. <laughs> we have a fun time. <laughs> Thank you both again. All the best. Hope to see you sometime down the road in person. Yes. In person. Thank you, Mike. I hope so. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> this was the best. Have a good afternoon. You too. Bye. I'm Mike Foley. Talk to you again on the next Music Journey. Ooh.